This is Primus Groundbreakers, your inside track to the rapidly changing world of design, build, automate. Now here's your host, Jessica Jones. Today, we'll be discussing more what it's like for someone to work for our organization. So sort of a day in the life at Primus and what a new hire can expect in our organization. But I want to talk about the culture of our organization, not only within your departments, but globally speaking, and what a new hire can expect from there at all levels of their experience. So if you guys just want to share with me, and it's in, in your opinion, um, just really what drives you out of bed to come work for our company every day in terms of our culture. And Tony, I'll go ahead and start with you. Well, we've surrounded ourselves with some some really good people and and. I won't take credit for that, but as I alluded to before, I really love where we're at from a project management standpoint. Not only do we have a lot of talented people, but we have a lot of good human beings that work for us, and I think that's really important. And admittedly, that's something I try to identify in the interview process. You know, We're not just looking at their talent and their skill level, but what, what kind of person is it? We want to surround ourselves with those good people. So that's what I like best about coming to work, knowing that when I walk in the door, I get to talk to Jeff and Jessica and, and others. And, and, you know, we have our... We do, there's no toxicity, but we do have our, our cat fights from time to time, but that's all part of it, right? We're a family and, and the best families on the planet fight. So that kind of summarizes it for me. That's a great answer. <laughs> Jeff, anything to add from your perspective? I think to continue the, the cat fight feed, I, I think that when you get into design and construction, you're just, you're wired a little bit different and you uh, may be a little bit more aggressive than others. And I think that's an important aspect of it is to get out that aggression and to, to feed that aggression, if you will, in a good way, in a constructive way. It allows, you know, we come to the table, you know, we bicker about stuff and then we leave as friends after we're done the meeting. It's not, you know, there's not grudges being held. There's not, you know, I hate this guy and I hate this girl type of attitude, but it's, you know, hey, we get it out on the table, we talk about it, and, and we move on. It's just part of the process. It's not a, it's not something that's a hang up within the office. So to me, that's, that's a great thing. I think that the level of professionalism that's held in all departments at Primus is, is really why I get out of bed in the morning and really drives me to do 100% or 110% job. Very cool. I was just thinking about as you were talking. So some of the a lot of these candidates, especially these new grads, like super sharp ones are getting very clever with their interview questions. So when they ask questions about the culture and what it's like to work with Primus, do you guys give those answers like that? It may may not get into the aggression and the, the cat, cat fighting. fighting. <laughs> but, you know, talk about things. Other things we haven't really talked about is the, you know, Recently, we had the employee appreciation barbecue out in the back. I mean, that was fantastic. And we do a lot of that stuff. Uh, and I think it's that, you know, de-stressing and uh, intermixing departments. So it's, you know, all of our departments that get together and talk on a friendly level, not necessarily a project level. So it's getting to know the individuals. I think that's a, a you know, a big benefit of what we do. And I'm sure other organizations do that as well. Not like we do. Not like, exactly. <laughs> not as well as we do. So I definitely think that's a huge benefit. Anything to add, Tony? No, just to elaborate a little bit on what you said, I had an interviewee ask me once what, 
what were our charitable contributions, which I thought was was pretty clever, and it was frankly an easy answer, you know, because we we do a lot with with different charities locally and and nationally, I think. So, um, I, I would suggest that that's a, a one additional thing that that I think would be a I don't know a highlight for somebody to come and, and join Primus. I think so too. Corporate responsibility is a big question that they're starting to ask. So to elaborate on that, we do partner Make-A-Wish is one of our bigger uh, charitable organizations that we work with. So we are in the middle of one right now. So more information to come on that though. Um, but I'm glad that you guys shared your perspective about culture because I get that question a lot because as you know, part of my role in this pro- hiring process is essentially a gatekeeper for you guys, you know, making sure that you get the qualified talent across your desk. So you're not weeding through multiple resumes and taking that time away from really the performing the aspects of the job that you've been assigned. And they asked me a lot, what's it like to work with Primus? What's the culture? And my, my answer never changes. My answer is always, we are a very family-oriented organization, but we also run very lean and mean. And what I mean by that is, you know, we work with people or we look for people who have a very strong work ethic, people who have aspirations to want to grow and want to learn. And to, to that end, we do sometimes wear multiple hats within our organization, but, you know, I basically let people know, like, once you come here and you realize this is the company for you, you never want to leave. And and I share a little bit about my personal story with them about how Primus is the smallest organization I've worked for in terms of amount of employees and revenue. And I mean, significantly smaller, like the next smallest one that I worked for before Primus, and I've been at Primus for almost three years, was about an 8,000 person company. And an $8 billion a year company. And and I tell them that to give them the perspective when I say that Primus is the best company that I have ever worked for. And that's because of its people. That's because of those mentor opportunities that you described and those employee appreciation moments. I mean, our president probably stayed up for 24 hours smoking. I don't know how many pounds of meat for that barbecue. And you know, you guys are sitting here thinking like, well, that's just a normal thing for us. And it is a normal thing for us, but companies don't do that. I can assure you guys. So it's those moments that make me really proud to be an employee with Primus. So but I appreciate your perspectives. So I want to move into a few more questions. And this time we're actually going to talk about your personal experiences and just some fun things. Uh, but before we get into that, I did want to ask you guys about, so you a couple, you both had touched on it a bit, but the career laddering within your department. So we talked about the growth within our organization. We talked about the positions that we're hiring for, but now I'd like to be able to paint a picture for an entry-level candidate coming to into our organization on what they can expect if they do decide that Primus is where they want to be for the next three, five, 10 years, and so on. So if Jeff, if you want to kick us off and let us know what that sure. looks like from the design perspective, that would be great. So in design, I mentioned it earlier in the interview process, I do talk to our candidates about their professional development, the things that we offer. So depending on the level of candidate, those coming out of school would be intern internship, NCARB specifically for architects, engineering is the same, same similar process. But what that would be would be facilitating their development as a professional. The goal is to reach licensure or be able to sit for their exam to get their professional license. Uh, 
that would be step number one for entry-level individuals, those that have the experience may not necessarily have the licensure. So we would encourage them to what steps or what what help do you need to, to sit for your exams to get them licensed. The licensed individual is, is for sure more valuable to us than the unlicensed on a paper, not necessarily from a performance standpoint. We want them to kind of enjoy the fruits of their labor, if you will. And that, and that professional license is definitely a, a huge fruit for them. Then after the licensed individual is either licensed or already licensed, you know, from a project management standpoint, it's, it's starting at a project, managing a project, a project architect or a project engineer. And then from there, it's getting more into management. And that's, you know, we have a, a management structure for me, you know, selfishly, if I can have somebody running two or three projects, that's two or three projects that I don't have to worry about per se. I don't have to get into the weeds. So definitely. And that's why you say having the license is is more valuable correct. versus just the experience. It, it's, a per, it's a perception thing in our industry that if you're not licensed, you don't have the experience or, or, or wherewithal or knowledge base, whether that individual does or not. And that's not just Primus, that's, you know, industry wide. But the given that individual, whether they're licensed or not, you know, project management to take on projects and then to further manage other individuals because we're going to continually have uh, new new individuals coming in, especially those that are fresh out of school, interns, you name it. I do expect other individuals to help mentor and help foster their developments of, of younger folks or of younger professionals. Um, and whether they're licensed or not, they don't, they don't, you know, that's not a requirement. They can sit down with anybody and help mentor them through the process. So it's a, almost a continual process. You, you start at the bottom, mentor, somebody's mentoring you, and then you ultimately become a mentor to somebody else that comes in the industry. So, so are you able to show on paper then to a new hire, regardless of what level, if they came in and said, I had aspirations to be a studio lead, could you show them what it would take from an experience and a skill standpoint to get there? Absolutely. Uh, you know, we could show them the evolution of that on paper. I can also show them and sit down with individuals in the office and let them tell them, you know, individual stories of how they evolved through the process. And, and that goes from our, our, older in age staff to our younger in age staff, you know, we're of the opinion. Or, more experienced, <laughs> less experienced. <laughs> but though all those uh, individuals were given the rope, somebody gave them the opportunity mm -hmm. to advance their career. And if you don't give somebody the opportunity, they'll never have it. Whether they fail or not is inconsequential in my mind, because everybody fails at some point in time, everybody makes mistakes. So what do we do with those mistakes that we make? And how do we move past that? Mm -hmm. So I like to make sure that everybody knows that they have the opportunity to advance their career. Doors always open. My door, Mike Jones's door is always open for that opportunity, that discussion to have. And anything is necessary for their development, we're open, open to that conversation. I think, too, to your point, it's important to note, you know, because, you, I mean, you said it perfectly, like the mistakes, the failure. You don't grow without mistakes or failure. Correct. And so it's important to know as leaders, and I know that you guys do this really well, is allowing our employees to fail and make mistakes by giving them 
you know, put like stretch projects and giving them challenges and pushing them outside of their comfort zone because you don't grow without learning from something. And I remember somebody early in my career told me if there's not at least one moment in your day where you're not feeling uncomfortable and what you're doing, then you're not learning and growing. So there's always something that I'm trying to do organizationally to either push myself or push someone else. Just, just one step, one step further. And, and then I think to continue to sell the awesome things that you guys are doing in design. Primus will pay for that licensure. Correct. So those of you who are seeking to further that design education or for those of you listening, we will pay for that. Tony, I'm going to kick it over to you. Like, what are some things that you guys are doing in your department from a career laddering perspective? Same thing, generally entering certainly first and foremost. And and, and as I said earlier, we've, we've got a support system in place uh, that, that allows the career laddering to be kind of natural. You know, there's no set of rules. There's no piece of paper that says you're going to follow X, Y, and Z to get to this point. It's more of just consuming the knowledge of, of those that, that are your support staff as, as you're growing in, in the company. I would agree. There, there's, I always tell our, our, I'm going to speak specifically to the project managers right now, but I always tell them, you know, you're never going to be at fault for the million dollar mistake. Right. If, if there's a million dollar mistake, it's because your support staff didn't head that off, you know, especially for the younger, the younger PM. So, or less experienced. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, just it's, it's more about mentoring for me and, and, and our staff. We've got multiple, you know, senior PMs and a director of project management, all who contribute to the development and the career laddering. Very cool. So would you say in your department um, that you guys do not necessarily have a roadmap or a document, but you understand what the skills and competencies are from someone to move, say, from an APM to a PM and a P- PM to a senior PM? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, part of that process really is you – know, I hate to use the word or the term throw or the phrase throwing them to the wolves, but I think you know you do have to ask them to stick their neck out there a little bit and to your point – get uncomfortable in order to see that development and, and, and take the next step forward. I know that, you know, in project management, that feeling uncomfortable is, is more often than not, I think. And, and that's undoubtedly helping those grow in that role. And not to mention being able to offset that with those individuals who've had similar experiences that they can work with ideas on and solutions. Right. Yeah. One one thing that we've implemented, we we hold a, a biweekly operations meeting and and one thing agenda item we've added to to the meeting is is a lessons learned. So every every meeting somebody hopefully somebody will speak up and you know, you gotta kinda swallow your pride and, and but you'll you'll tell the group, you know, here here's what happened to me last week. Here's how we can avoid it in the future. And we're keeping a log of that so that we always have it to go back to and and hopefully not make those same mistakes. And so you've seen great success with using that tool. It's fairly new. I mean, we, we've established it here in 21. So we're using it as a tool, but the success rate of it yet is still TBD. Hey, I like it though. Always new tools, try new things. But to summarize, yes, there are career laddering and career growth opportunities from all level of an experience 
perspective for any new hire that comes aboard and where they're willing to grow. And both of you guys in your departments having those roadmaps, if you will, what skills and competencies are necessary for each position and being able to identify the gaps with each new hire is going to help them grow. So being able to show them that will be key to have a successful career laddering program. So great job to you guys for being able to implement the things that you have to offer those opportunities. Thank you. So from there, I would like to move us over to a few questions regarding myths, trends, and facts within the cold storage industry and when it comes to really our business in general. And so I'll ask a few questions around that. And then we will go into some more of the just we will wrap it up with just some fun moments about our experiences with the organization. So in discussing myth, trends, and facts around like cold storage in general, Jeff, you hit on this a lot. And and I can ask some more particulars, but before I do, what would you say are some some myths that are surrounding the cold storage industry right now? I would say from a design perspective, the the boring box, you know, the uncomplicated, uh, mundane uh, may probably think of 10 other adjectives to describe our particular product or project type. Uh, I mean, if, if you really get open the book and really begin to dive into the details, there's a lot of complexity. There's a lot of freshness, if you will, especially with, with technology changing and automation, a lot of interest, a lot of Items that are at the forefront of our industry, you know, that are being developed right now. So, I mean, I can't think of a more creative way to use your creative brain than to develop with our clients, develop new, a lot of newness. And there's, you know, there's, you know, this really hits on all facets of, of, of a building. You know, we're not going to change steel and we're not going to change concrete, but how we utilize those those products, those things is going to change the way that cold storage is ultimately going to progress in the future, in my mind. Tony, same question. Well, I think one of the myths is that you have to be expert in refrigeration to work at Primus, and that's certainly not the case. If there are experts out there who want to come work at Primus, we'll be happy to talk to you. But, you know, most of, most of us that have came here have little to no knowledge about the chemistry behind, you know, ammonia refrigeration system. It's, it's more about people, parts and pieces than it is for us as a general contractor. You know, 99 times out of 100, actually 100 times out of 100, we're going to hire a design build refrigeration subcontractor. And, and they understand and know the chemistry. We just have to manage them. So I think that's, that's one of the myths that's out there. It's a question that I get a lot as people sit down in the interview process. Well, I don't really have any refrigeration experience. Well, well guess what? Most of us that started here didn't either. So that can be learned. It can be taught. And at the same time, we don't have to be experts at the chemistry of refrigeration. Well, guys, I really appreciate your time today. You have been awesome. I appreciate the insights that you've shared, your knowledge, your experience. I know all of the employees that report to you are incredibly happy to do so. I hear nothing but wonderful things. You guys have a lot of knowledge and experience yourselves, but also just the way that you manage has earned you a lot of respect and loyalty from your employees. So 
But I'd love to go ahead and wrap this session up, just really talking on a personal level and just just really make this a lot of fun for our listeners out there. So there's a few questions I want to ask you guys just to kind of dig into who you are as people and how that reflects in our organization. So Tony, I'll start with you. If you could share with us your most memorable moment and your 10 years working with Primus. Oh, lots of them. I'll go back to this probably would have been about 2013, 14. We did a project on the West coast, Southern California, at the time, it was our most high-profile project, about a $50 million project. And it was a two-phase project, and the first phase had to be delivered. A substantial completion occupancy had to be delivered in, in an obnoxious time frame, you know, schedule-wise. And, and so we had a awesome team, both on-site and, and working here locally in the Atlanta area. And I'll never forget the day we we gained that occupancy. We stood there on the dock and the superintendent, I'll never forget, Ron Wald handed me the, the TCO and I saw a tear run down a couple team members' face. So that's always stuck in my head. Uh, was Ron one with a tear? <laughs> no, no. I, Ron was not the one. Because uh, if he was, you probably want to tell our listeners just a little about Ron Wald and why that's important. No, uh, Ron, Ron's never cried in his life. Um, <laughs> But the, the the gentleman shall shall remain nameless. Although I think we could probably guess who it was, but one of our owners and very proud moment for all of us. No, that's awesome because yeah. it's moments like those that take you to the next level. So right. you have to cherish them. Jeff, same question. What is your most memorable moment? Um, I'll I'll go on a little bit more humorous note. So we had a project in Ohio. And at the beginning of the project, the piece of property our client was purchasing, we had to do five borings, soil borings to be exact, and happened to be walking through the field, and this is seven acres of property, five five holes, and my foot found one of those five holes (laughs) and went up to mid-thigh. It was freezing outside. There was snow on the ground. Does so Teresa know this story? She, you she better be careful. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> uh, but yeah, it was not my my favorite moment, but funny nonetheless. And the story, I'm not going to mention any names, but when one individual tells the story, it gets larger. <laughs> so the, the fish story becomes much greater, but it was funny nonetheless. Yeah, Paul, Paul does a really good job yes, with that does. story. <laughs> And I heard there was some language that was R-rated and, and could not be repeated. It may, may have been a few words, yeah. yes. <laughs> well, now you're going to have a few more when Teresa hears <laughs> Teresa's our safety director. <laughs> I thought you were going to tell me there was like a snake in the field no. or something like that. There was no, no that's snake in the hole. It was just my leg. <laughs> I'm glad to see you made it out alive. Yes. So I will take a moment to share mine and similar to Jeff's. Maybe a little bit more on the humorous note, but again, just something that resonates with me as the type of organization that we work in and, you know, what our employees and our leaders are willing to do to support a cause or support our employees. And it was a couple of years ago at our company meeting. It was our company meeting or operations meeting, and we were raising money for Make-A-Wish. And we had the opportunity at that meeting to pie face the leaders of our organization. And literally, if 
they were called up and they were selected, the employees got to pay like five bucks or something and grab a pie and basically go pie one of the owners of our company. And the reason that's memorable to me, because again, it goes back to something I stated before, that doesn't happen often. Like it's just, I think it just, again, just paints a picture how family oriented we are and how fun the culture can be while we also do some really, really cool things within the construction industry. Like we still know how to go have a good time and then also support a good cause. And nobody's above it. Like, you know, you know, everybody's willing to take the dunk tank or the pie face. So that, that really helps. I think not only from a leadership perspective, but a human resource perspective when you allow your opportunity or your employees an opportunity to have a good time. So I appreciate you sharing those. And then I guess my last question to take things home is this is kind of piggybacking off of like most memorable moment, but what is your favorite part about working for our organization? Jeff, I'll kick this one over to you. Favorite part, I'd have to say I enjoy the people I work with. We, we laugh a lot, you know, I don't want to say cut up, but, you know, go off topic a lot. It's not all business. Uh, it's, you know, 100% of the time. So I, I enjoy them. We, we spend a lot of time together. So it's, you know, the, 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 uh, the things that are outside of like, you know, when we're in a job site, we go out to dinner, you know, not every time you want to go out to dinner with everybody that's in your company per se, but, you know, I enjoy those interactions, enjoy conversations in the car, um, you know, things that are outside of work. And there's a, just a general interest and in, in a genuine genuineness about the people that work in our department and really our whole company. I really haven't met somebody that I was just like, wow, that was, you know, not the best conversation I've ever had. <laughs> so I, I can't really say that about every, every place that I worked for or person I worked for in the past or company I worked for in the past. So I, I enjoy our people. I enjoy uh, conversations. It's not a torturous, you know, event when we have on the lawn in the back, type of, you know, function or our company meetings for that matter, they're enjoyable. They're not, you know, something that we don't look, I don't look forward to. So, and it's, it really comes down to the people that are at those functions. It's not the function itself. It's the people that I get to talk to. The interaction. Yep. Thank you. Tony, what's your favorite thing about working at Primus? Same thing. Undeniable. You know, I, I don't, on the rare occasion when I do get to play golf, I play golf with people from work, you know, and, and, you know, I don't go home to the cul-de-sac and drink beer with the neighbors. I, we go to Taco Mac at, on a Friday night after work and drink beer with, with people we work with. Not that we drink beer a lot, <laughs> but, uh, nor do we do it in the office, but on occasion we've been known and, and the people that I hang out with are, are my work family. So that's my favorite thing. I would have to agree with both of you. And I just, I think that's a true testament to our organization and the leaders of our organization and the people of our organization. Like we find a way to make it work and, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, we work hard and, you know, we play hard and we're all in. And I think that's what people love about our organization is, is those things right there. So again, I appreciate y'all's time today.
I, I hope we were able to give our listeners at least, uh, you know, some information about what we're seeing in the labor market, you know, what we're doing to attract talent, you know, what, you know, new talent can expect in coming into our organization. And I really appreciate you guys sharing some personal information with me. I think that goes a long way and we'll continue to. So thank thanks you. again. Until next time. Yeah, thank you.